You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Episode 176 of That One Time on Tour is brought to you by the band Between Static and Silence. Between Static and Silence are a band from Stafford, England, attempting to break into the music scene by not conforming to the conventional norms, whether that be what music the general public wants to hear or what music each member of the band wants to hear. With influences ranging from rock to fast-paced heavy metal, they avoid falling into any particular genre, as their writing style draws inspiration from all facets of the musical art form. Music is in the hearts and minds of the members of Between Static and Silence, and it has helped shape the kind of people that they have become. Uh, I got to give a quick shout out to Between Static and Silence. The song coming up, I actually mastered the song. So if you guys need your next project mastered, hit me up, Podcast at gmail.com. For more information on the awesome Between Static and Silence, you can find them on all of the streaming platforms as well as Facebook at Between Static and Silence. Now here it is, their new single, The Fiction of Addiction.
Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Everybody out there in podcast land, what is going on? As always, I am your host, Mr. Christopher Swinney. And uh, if this is your first time joining me, this is my podcast where normally I get to sit down with someone in the entertainment industry and have a stellar conversation. But this is a special episode. It's a new uh, series that I'm going to try to do. It's the TOTOT mixtape episode. And uh, we're going to concentrate on all my favorite bands. And uh, I'm not going to do any sponsors or anything except, of course, the sponsor at the beginning, Between Static and Silence. Make sure to check them out. I mastered that song. If you guys need anything mastered, hit me up, TOTOTpodcast at gmail.com. But we're going to jump right into it today. I don't have a co-host. I don't have a guest. This is the mixtape sessions, okay? Back in the day, you used to get a mixtape or you would get a mix CD. You would make it for someone to try to get them into a band that you liked or just because the songs meant something to you and you wanted to share that with other people. Well, I am an audiophile. I'm into music so much. It is my life. It's my living. It's uh, to the detriment of everything else. It is the most important thing. I love music so much. And up first for this episode, we're going to talk about a band that I absolutely adore and listen to them so much over the years, a band called Alexis on Fire. Now, if you are not familiar with Alexis on Fire, I'm going to read you a little bit from, uh, of course, their Wikipedia page. You know, this is, <coughs> I'm going to go actually read something <clears throat> off the internet for you guys. But some of you out there might not know who they are. All my Canadians know who they are. But uh, Alexis on Fire, and yes, it is pronounced Alexis on Fire, not Alex is on Fire, is a Canadian post-hardcore band that formed in St. Catharines, Ontario in 2001. Its members are George Pettit, Dallas Green, Wade McNeil, Chris Steele, and Jordan Hastings. They have won numerous awards, and their albums have all been certified gold and or platinum in Canada. So yeah, they are an amazing band. They've kind of got something for everyone. I'll tell you, my first experience with Alexis on Fire was, uh, I'm wanting to say Warp Tour 2004, maybe 2003. I can't remember exactly, but uh, I was on tour with Brazil. Yeah, so 2004. <coughs> Sorry, I've uh, got a little bit of a cough. But uh, I was on the Warp Tour playing with Brazil. Uh, they were on Fearless Records. And I would see this band on a small stage just killing it every day. Like there's a guy shouting and there's a guy like growling and then a guy with pretty vocals and they're just going crazy. And, and I, I really got into him. I, I think they were, uh, they were either touring for watch out or watch out was getting ready to come out. I can't remember exactly what the deal was, but that was 2004. Yeah. And I just thought they were so good. And I met those guys and kind of got to know them a little bit. I remember Dallas gave me a hoodie which I that I wish I still had. There's pictures of me wearing it. I wish I still had that hoodie. But um yeah, they were just amazing and I always just loved it. There was punk rock. There was some metal elements, there was some emo elements, there just some rock elements, some some blues guitar like 
they literally had everything. And then you've got a guy that's like kind of singing like Henry Rollins, like going crazy. And then you've got a guy doing shouty punk rock stuff that Wade does. And then Dallas is doing like the pretty croony, like almost R&B type melodic singing. They just, they had something for everyone. And then Jordan, their drummer is amazing. Um, when I was touring with a band called The Reason from Canada, we did some shows with Big Wig and we did some shows with Jersey. And he used to be the drummer in the band Jersey. And so I've, I've met him way, way, way back before all this happened. And it's just Chris Steele, their bass player is so good. Like the melodic stuff he does on the bass and his stage presence can't be beat. And if you're not familiar with these guys, you know, you might, they might be your cup of tea. They might not be your cup of tea. I love these guys. I have their heart skull logo tattooed on me. Like I've, I've been into these guys since that time I saw them at Warp Tour. And the funny thing with that was they were on the small stage and then when we, no, no, no. Okay. That was 2004. <coughs> I did warp tour with them again in 2009 when I was playing with the Ataris and we were on the main stage and I would go over to the Vulcan stage and watch them every day. And then when we got into Canada, <laughs> of course they bumped up to the main stage cause they like sell out arenas in Canada. It's fucking crazy. But, uh, and I also remember that that was my experience with them. And then I went to go see them one time in Indianapolis at like the Emerson theater with some other bands. And there was maybe like a hundred or 125 kids there. And I'm like, if this was in Toronto, they'd be selling out like, you know, the arena, whatever it is like the opera house. They probably, I'm sure they've sold out the opera house, but yeah, they're just a great band and I love them. And that's what these episodes are about. These episodes are about kind of turning you on to, the bands that make me happy and uh, you might like some of them. You might not like some of them, but we're going to do some cool stuff. I've got a couple voicemails that people sent in about Alexis on fire and uh, we're going to play some songs. So the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to try to play <coughs> a song, one song from each of their like major releases. And uh, we're going to go kind of in chronological order from the beginning until now and the cool thing about Alexis on Fire is they like they broke up kind of in 2012, but now they're back, and uh, yeah, they've put out some singles as of late. But I'm gonna I'm gonna play a bunch of stuff, but I'm gonna kick it off right now with uh, kind of the song that I think got everything started for them. They had a video for it. Uh, they got some play on Much Music. They got to play much the Much Music Awards up in Canada, and it, I think this kind of started it off off for them. And I love this song so much. It's on their it's off of their self titled record from 2002 it's called pulmonary archery so check it out and uh this is their their first first record so here it is pulmonary archery Yeah! 
Chris. My name's Lindsay. I am calling regarding Alexis on Fire. Um, I don't think I have enough words to say what this band has meant to me. I have loved this band since uh, I was 13 or 14. And, I mean, that was a long time ago, but this band has meant everything to me. When I was going through a really rough time in high school, I used to play Watch Out, their second release, on repeat. Like, I could tell you the songs in order, backwards, forwards, you know, every single lyric from that CD. I mean, I burned a hole in it practically. And I used to just listen to it. And it was the first band that I really listened to that wasn't, like, radio rock. Like, it wasn't, like, Park. It was kind of, like, you know, a gateway band into heavier scenes across the country. And I was living in the States at the time. And I turned on the television and I saw them on TV in Toronto and I was visiting my family. And I was just like, holy fuck. What is this? I need more of this. And I remember we went down to FYE or something like that, the Toronto equivalent. And I just got the city and I listened to it on the drive back from Toronto to Raleigh and I just literally sat in the back seat just repeat 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 this band has continued to be with me in some very hard times two weeks ago I lost my mom and in 2005 me and her had gone to the riot fest in Toronto over the summer and Wade a couple days after my mom's passing had randomly posted pictures from riot fest that exact same show that me and my mom had been in or been at, I mean, and it's little things like that that always come, make me come back to this band. They make me feel, like, safe. It's my safe haven, and I run their Facebook fan club, The Only Fans Ever, which we titled The Four Only Fans was a real thing, but because they're the only band ever, we feel like we're the only fans ever, and as we're growing, I'm getting to know all these people's stories about, like, what this band has meant to them, but... This band is my life. I love everything about them. I love all of their side projects. I respect everything that they've done as a band they continue to do for their community. Uh, I mean, George is a fucking firefighter. Like, this band is just everything to me. And I've driven 20 minutes to see them. I've driven eight hours to see them. I'm potentially flying to England to go see them when they play Slam Dunk Fest. I mean... I can never thank them enough for what they have meant to me as a fan. Thanks. Well, thanks, Lindsay, for uh, calling in and telling us your story about Alexis on Fire. There's a lot more to Lindsay's message, uh, but I had to keep, I had to cut it down. So, Lindsay out there, uh, she also talked about having a tattoo of the band because one time they said that she could get in for free or anybody could get in for free. So, I guess that means that I can get in for free. Lindsay and I are a part of the same club because I have an Alexis on fire tattoo. But uh, Lindsay, I am sorry to hear about uh, the loss of your mother. Uh, I just lost my stepfather a few months back. And uh, back in 2005, I lost my father. So I, uh, I'm i empathetic. I, I know how that is, and it's it's got to be hard. But that's why music is so great, because music can can help the healing process, and it can kind of comfort you and be a friend to you when you're down like that. So, Lindsay, I got to say, we came on board with this band about the same time. Uh, I'm rather older than you. But, uh, yes, I am. Uh, I love Watch Out. That was kind of the record that got me going. And then I went backwards and got the self-titled. But um, I love, love, love Watch Out. It's kind of, like I said, it's what got me into the band. And uh, you guys need to check out the Only Fans Ever, the Alexis on Fire Facebook group. Lindsay is an admin on there, so make sure to sign up for that and share stories and whatever you can about the band. But because Lindsay was talking about Watch Out, I'm going to play probably the biggest song from Watch Out, or or one of the biggest songs because they had a video, whatever. Uh, It's called Accidents, and it starts the record off. So here it is, Alexis on Fire from 2004's Watch Out, Accidents.
I love that song. And the, uh, the video is pretty awesome. They're all like paramedics and they're, they're driving a, driving an ambulance or around what I would think is probably, uh, St. Catharines, Ontario. But, uh, so yeah, check that out. There's a really cool video for that song, but that was accidents off of 2004's watch out. We're going to roll right along now, uh, with a record that was kind of polarizing. I know a lot of fans that I know weren't crazy into it at first. I loved it from jump. I thought it was fucking great. It's 2006's crisis. Really, really good record. It was a bit different than Watch Out and way different than Self-Titled, but um, I love it, and I still listen to it on a regular basis, and Dine Alone Records just repressed a bunch of Alexa stuff, and I was able to snag Crisis, which I've been trying to get it on vinyl for a while, and uh, it sold out, and I got a copy, so I was stoked. But um, yeah, so I'm going to play one of my favorite songs on the record. I love the whole record. This is a song that uh, Dallas has covered acoustically with City and Color. And uh, this song is probably one of the more popular songs on the record. But that doesn't mean it's bad because that's why it's popular. It's a great fucking song. I'm going to play Boiled Frogs from Crisis 2006. Here it is. <laughs> Say 
Hey, I just wanted to call to leave a story about uh, how Alexis on Fire changed my life. Uh, this is about their song, Accept Crime, which was kind of a fuck you to all of the conservative Christians back in the day who were uh, really judgmental about um, gay people and trying to, you know, kind of police our lives. Uh, I, at the time, was probably like 15, 16 years old. I had just got out of a three-year conversion therapy program. Um, my parents were still trying to change me all the time with church, trying to get me to meet with all of these pastors and constantly talking about how I wasn't living up, um, you know, to God's perfect image uh, of my life. And, you know, when uh, Young Cardinals dropped and I heard that song, it made me feel, uh, it made me feel good that, like, my favorite band would have had my back if, you know, it had come down to it. Um, anyways, that's uh, the extent of my story. Uh, looking forward to that uh, episode. Bye. Thanks a lot for calling in, man. You didn't give your name. I don't know your fucking name. I got to tell you, man, hearing about your story and how this band helped you out. You know, I live in the middle of the country in the United States and uh, you hear about conversion therapy and you hear about all this bullshit. You know, I think everybody should just be who they are. So you you said that it was cool that your uh, your favorite band would have your back. Well, if uh, you like this podcast, your whatever, maybe fifth favorite podcast host totally has your back, man. So, uh, yeah, I got to say, Old Crow's Young Cardinals, 2009, that was dropping on Warp Tour when I was on Warp Tour with the Ataris for the last time. And uh, I actually got a copy of it early. And they were playing songs on Warp Tour. I can't remember if it came out in that summer or what, but, I mean, I, I remember getting a copy of the record early. Maybe it was from Vagrant. I don't know. But... Man, it was so good. And and that's another one. It's another polarizing record. It's like when bands, you know, try new stuff, fans get so mad. So it's cool that you were on board, man. And I know a lot of other people were on board as well. You know, it's like thrice. Every time they put out a record, it's a new band, but that's what they want to do. That's them being themselves. So the same thing with Alexis on Fire, but Old Crow's Young Cardinals, man, there were some bangers on that record. And I I just I love it so much. And you need to write in and give me your name. So I can give you a shout out, you know, your voice is on the episode, but I want to give you a shout out as well. And I want to say, I'm so glad that, uh, this band's music helped you through that time in your life. And you felt like they had your back and, uh, we should all have our brothers and sisters backs no matter what. And I got your back, bro. So I'm going to play the song you were talking about. It's on 2009's old crows, young Cardinals. And it's entitled, Accept Crime. Here we go.
Accept crime from Old Crow's Young Cardinals, 2009. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Moving right along, like I said, mixtape sessions. We're just going through chronological type, you know, record by record by record. Uh, not exactly like my favorite songs. I'm trying to play songs that people call in and want to hear or my favorite songs or songs that I think you'll dig. So then you'll check out the band. That's all this is about. I'm sharing my love of these bands with you, the listener to this podcast, that one time on tour, trying some new stuff. I do have some new guests coming up, but we're just going to, we're going to keep trying to do weird stuff. And I like this idea. So up next in 2010, Alexis on fire decided we're not going to drop a full record. We're going to drop an EP and we're going to call it dog's blood. We're going to have killer artwork and we're going to have one song on there. I think is just an instrumental song, but uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and play uh, one of my favorites on the record, but I mean, I think there's four or five songs and all of them are good, but uh, dog's blood, which was the single from the record and the title track of the record 2010 EP Dog's Blood. Here it is Dog's Blood. Miles around 
That is a, such a killer song, man. That bridge where Dallas is singing, like, in dog's blood. And then as soon as it kicks in the full band, it's just like a freak out session. And, oh, man, I've seen them play that live. And, God, it's insane. Uh, such a good song. I love that song. I like the, I think it's an octavator on the guitar at the beginning. That it's, It sounds kind of like there's an octavator on it. Maybe that's what it is. But, uh yeah, that's such a good song. And uh, you need to check out that EP. You know, I'm doing the records, but uh, you need to check out the EP as well. Dog's Blood from 2010. Okay, moving right along. There was a gap after that. They kind of broke up in 2012. And uh, they did like a live record, I'm pretty sure. Let me let me look at that really quick. I think I've got it pulled up here. Yeah, it's like we're on the radio. That's what I like about this. Okay, so 2010. 12 what is it 2012 they did like a couple alternate alternate mixes from from a record 2012 they did the death letter ep which is really cool born and raised midnight regulations you burn first except crime burial and happiness by the kilowatt and they're all kind of like acoustic kind of like reimaginations reimaginings of the original songs. It's really, really cool. I might play one of those at some point before the episode's over. But uh, they kind of like called it quits for a while. And I was bummed because they're one of my favorite bands. But then they released a new single in 2019. Two singles in 2019. I'm going to play both of them. Uh, The first one is Familiar Drugs. And I'm going to follow that up with Complicit. I'm just going to play them right in a row. No break between the songs. Both of these songs came out in 2019. And you could actually get 7-inch vinyl, like, singles. And then on one side of the vinyl, it was kind of like this etched, like, cool image. And on the other side, it was the actual song. Uh, And uh, Familiar Drugs has, like, a green theme. Complicit has, like, a red theme. So if you can still find those, you should grab them. I grabbed mine. I'm stoked that I did. And uh, we're going to play that right now. Familiar Drugs into Complicit. This is like the comeback of Alexis on Fire. And I hope you guys dig it. Familiar Drugs and Complicit, both from 2019.
So there were two of the singles, the return to form for Alexis on Fire in 2019. We had Familiar Drugs, followed up by Complicit. Both came out in 2019, right before the world went to shit and everybody stopped doing everything. But the cool thing about 2020 was that Alexis on Fire put out another single. They put out a song called Season of the Flood, and it is a seven-minute song. They never do anything normal. You know, most bands, like, here's a single. It's three and a half minutes. It's radio right. It's ready to go. We're trying to get back. They're like, no, we're going to put out a 10-inch vinyl that's big enough for an EP, but it's one song on one side and then, like, this etched thing on the other side. Seven-minute single in 2020. But you know what? It's a badass song. I love it. We're going to get to it here in one second, but I do want to tell you some stuff about the band currently. They've been booking some shows. They're going back to South America. They haven't been there for a long time. They're playing Brazil and Argentina. They're playing the Slam Dunk Festival in the UK. They just were announced that they're one of the headliners at Furnace Fest down in Alabama. Hopefully I can make it out there this year. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Everybody's been talking about they're doing a new record as well somebody even posted like there was this uh like artwork and a track listing for this record that's coming out so we fingers crossed there's going to be a new alexis on fire record and i can't wait to hear it i have tried and tried to get different people to come on the podcast as well i've talked to jordan i've talked to to dallas i've talked to wade at some point i'm going to get the dudes on the show it just hasn't worked out with scheduling and whatnot. And uh, yeah, but if you want to check out anything about Alexis on Fire, you can go to theonlybandever.com or just search them on all the, the socials and search them on Spotify, Apple, whatever. But this has been a cool little kind of different kind of an episode. And I want to say thank you so much to everybody out there for sticking with me. I have not been as consistent as I was for the first three years. Life has kind of gotten the way. You know, I've got two small children. One of them is in school. (coughs) Excuse me very much for coughing. And I've been sick, as you can tell. I've been sick on and off since like October. Um, No COVID yet, though. You know, cross my fingers. (laughs) Knock on wood. No COVID. But um, life has just been a little bit crazy. I've got uh, the record that I'm writing for my band Fire Sale is almost done. And uh, I'm trying to get back into the podcast hardcore. It's it's just, it's kind of taking a back seat to life stuff. So uh, there will be new episodes. I have new guests. I have a new episode coming out in a week. I have uh, new interviews I'm doing. It's going very, very well. So thank you for checking out this mixtape episode. And uh, there will be plenty more to come. I have lots of favorite bands in you know, Hot Water Music uh metallic i'm sure i'll do a metallic episode you probably don't need to hear that but i'll do it uh thrice uh lucero so many bands that i just love dearly and i'm gonna try to expose you to some of their stuff if you're not down as of yet but i hope you dug the alexis on fire stuff like i said i'm gonna get the guys on the show real soon uh they're active again it looks like hopefully fingers crossed there's a new record they're doing some shows i would like to you know, hear from you out there if you go to one of these shows coming up, especially the Brazil shows or the Argentina shows. Hit me up. Let me know how those are. But uh, I'm going to close off this episode by saying thank you. I love you. Uh, next week, we will have a normal, regular scheduled episode. But thanks for sticking with me and trying out these new episodes. I, I really enjoy it and trying to get a little bit more creative. So I'm going to leave you guys with 2020's seven-minute single, by Alexis on Fire. This is Season of the Flood. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Chris Swinney, host of that one time on tour. I love you very much, and I'll see you soon. Peace.
Hi, I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McLean. We want to tell you about our podcast, None But the Brave, which is dedicated to taking a deep dive into the work of Bruce Springsteen. We're currently in our fifth season. Our latest episodes focus heavily on Bruce's 2024 tour and have featured such guests as Anthony Castrovince from MLB Network and Barstool's Kirk Minahan. We're also covering the 40th anniversary of Bruce's biggest record, Born in the USA. And as part of that, coming up this week, Uproxx cultural critic Stephen Hyden returns to the show for a fascinating hour-long conversation about his new book, There Was Nothing You Could Do, Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA and the End of the Heartland. To listen, you can go to our website, mbtbpodcast.com, or subscribe on your preferred podcasting platform. We hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you!